You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and as ever, my buddy, Robbie Earl. The Premier League is back, my friend, and back with a bang today. We'll get to all the big stories from today's matches. It's difficult, actually, to know where to start, but I guess it should be with Manchester City. Their victory today at Everton means that a win next Saturday against Manchester United of all opponents. 12.30 Eastern kickoff live on NBC will mean, if they win the game, they will be champions of the Premier League, which will set a record for a team that's won the title in the, in the, the fewest amount of games, the quickest ever title in the Premier League with six games left, and it's just barely early April. Far too good today, Man City, weren't they, for Everton, Rob? They were. Um... <laughs> And my takeaway from the game, Robert, as, as I'm watching it, and I know Everton got a goal back and had a little bit more of a go in the second half, but it was almost like I was watching two teams playing a different game. Mm. It's like City have got different rules, they've got different exponents, they've got different ambitions, the way they do things completely different to an Everton team that huffed and puffed, very static in a 4-4-2, were all the, the things that, English football used to be about mm. and it was uh, what we saw today from Pep Guardiola is mm. maybe where the future of English football is going to go that you know, rotation of positions the kind of fluid systems that you don't have you know, four defenders at the back if you don't need them you push people into midfield you push people further into attack and beyond that I saw, I saw two performances today by two people that may or may not have got the headlines David Silva mm. is a freak for that size of player, without the power, without the pace, without the, all the things that we, we'd normally label a midfield player, this guy ran the football yeah, game he did. And, and, and had the. He sort of set the rhythm of the game when it needed slowing down. He went into the back four and played a few passes, and you know, calm down, calm down. When it needed going forward, he turned and he played balls in and he assisted. The other one, Rob, the other freak for me. Is this fella Edison, by the way, the goalkeeper? He's, he's a freak. You cannot, you cannot be a goalkeeper. We've all played with goalkeepers. You cannot be a goalkeeper, be that calm, he's cool, pass the ball better than I would have loved to have passed it through a 19-year <laughs> career and start attacks like he does. The fella's a freak, Robbie. It, it, it was like, honestly, it, what, what Pep has done, the biggest thing I think that Pep has done, and we'll talk about the team and we'll talk about where they stand, mm. but he's redefining he some is. of the roles in the way that we play football. You talk about freaks. I mean, the manager, the manager, Pep Guardiola. I mean, you know me, Rob, right? Mm. I, I, I'm kind of technical. I love mm. the tactical side mm -hmm. of the game. I was there in the middle of that first half thinking, 
I, I wouldn't know what to do. I mm. wouldn't know what to mm. do. And, and I think what we see uh, coaches do against Pep is, is park the bus. Yeah. And in some ways, that's all you can do. Now, we know that the philosophy of Pep is never going to change. But within that philosophy, within that game plan A, there's, there's, there must be three or four or five tactical setups that are different. So today... It was different. They were set up in a different way. Walker yeah. was bombing up and down the right-hand side like yeah, a wing-back. Yeah. Laporte was like a, a third central defender. Said, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne came came almost alongside Fernandinho. Sterling was uh, was narrow. I mean, David Silva was going where he wanted to go. I mean, if you even if you plan to stop certain things that Pep's teams does, you would be absolutely knocked out today because wow, this is all different. So it, it was it was just stunning to me, Rob. That like you said, the football, the width. The playing between the lines, Rooney at one point, like he looked around and oh, you know, David Silva's in the I, hole. I felt sorry for Rooney. And they Snyder. got dissected, they were demoralized, dissected, Rob, demoralized in there. And and you know what, Lee Dixon t- took a thought. There, I was, I was, you know, making your little notes as yeah. you do watching the game. And I almost thought, and I'd love to see training. I'd love to try and speak to people at that football. It's almost as though Rob, they've got certain amount of set rehearsed moves that everybody knows you know mm. the, the, the goal kick that comes yeah. into Sane that looks yeah, like that's goal. been, been, been worked on it's a set it's piece it's a set piece in natural play and everybody knows their roles in it mm. we've never seen that Robin English football no. set plays in, in, in the middle of, of a game it, it's just fascinating what's going on at the moment I mean it, it's it's obviously a special team and, mm. and, and, and watching them do what they do and Pep doing what he's doing it, with this style of football in the Premier League yeah. it's got to be the hardest league to do it in isn't it to prove his philosophy mm. can work in all leagues a lot of people questioned him last year when mm. it didn't go according to plan and he had some difficulties but my goodness he's come back uh, this time uh, with style with effectiveness with results with goals he's on course as we showed on the broadcast today to yeah. break all records in terms of goals scored uh, wins in a Premier League season at 38 yeah. um, you know the, 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 points. The, the points total as well yeah. goal difference I think the best ever goal difference I asked our researcher today Rob and and I think it's 71, plus 71. City are at plus 67 now yeah. after 31 Crazy. games. So, I mean, I, I, we, I feel like all season, Rob, that we've been on this show and we've talked a lot about it. But, but again, I think it's important to stress to the listeners, this is special. This is special. And we've both played against mm. these, these great teams uh, of the past, really. Certainly Manchester United in, in 1999 played against the, the, that, that side with Giggs and Beckham and Scholes and Keane and everybody else. And the, and, the, and the the Champions League um, winning side, the great Arsenal team with Burkamp and Henri and Petit and Vieira and all these sides. I just can't. Before we get on to sort of how great they are, Rob, I, you know, you, you you know, disagree with me. But have we seen oh. a team so dominant, so so week in week out, they dominate the game, they win with with multiple goals, and they 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 play some beautiful football with stunning individual goals. What they do, Rob, more than anything, is disarm the opposition. So let, let's think of Sam Allardyce and all that he'd worked on, and those four-four-two, you know, solid, no spaces between the back four, all the things that we've worked on when we've been that team facing yep. the Manchester United, the Arsenal. And, and, and during those periods, Rob, you've always been in the game where it's tight and you've got to work hard and you're not yeah. going to get pun possession. Yeah. But you can kind of sort of nullify their threat. Absolutely. And start have a little bit of ball. And, and, and on your good days, you might end up with a draw, you nick a, a goal win. And on your bad days, you might lose by the odd goal. This team, Rob, disarm you, by the way. Yeah. You, there is no 4-4-2 blocking off sitting in holes against this team. 
Because they'll absolutely destroy you. At the end of the game, Rob, there was shots of Kevin De Bruyne coming off and he got subbed mm. out of the game. Mm. Uh, and the Man City players went over and, and, and clapped their fans. Yeah. The second half was a rest. They stroll. rested. Stroll. It was a, like a stroll. big cigar on. Like, stroll. this is easy. Yeah, we've the got ball Champions around. League coming up and we've got a big game against United. And they're United, rested. Look, yeah, they're rested. They did. And, uh, and that's, what, that's what's the difference. The Manchester United teams, I don't think rested in the same way, Rob. They were up and down and, and did what you yeah. did, but they had more quality yeah. in areas of the pitch. This Man City team... Game's over. Three three goals in whatever the first half. Game's done. And let's just get to to yeah. um, to the to the big question because mm. I saw you and Calvert were talking about it today. And you you chucked a tweet out there. There's yep. got plenty of uh, response late late in the day, but we'll have to say. But and you said, you know, are we getting carried away with Manchester City? What do they have to do to prove they're the best, one mm. of the best Premier League teams ever? Um, you've got some uh, positive yeah. response. Yeah, I've got one from Akbar Latif here that tweeted us back to say, it's gotten to the point where there's nothing left to prove in the Premier League. But if they go- were to win the Champions League, it would be quite mm. difficult to argue against them, regardless of who they have to beat. Uh, Noisy Neighbours tweets us to say, if we end up, I guess he's a City fan, Rob, but if we end mm. up with the most points ever and the best goal difference ever, it's hard to argue against this. Isn't wasn't the best ever Premier League side. And I've got some that go slightly against that. Paul, I think this one's sort of veered for you, Musty. Ever? Wake up and smell the coffee, boys. Oscar M says, are they invincible? No. And Achidi says, maybe we start going, maybe start going unbeaten this season and winning the Champions League, which we are talking more Premier League than Champions League, but he's saying it's got to be more dominance. I think where I would go on this, Rob, and I heard uh, Cal and, and yourself sort of debating, we're talking about a single season. And yeah, I think, for I me, think that's, that, the, that's, 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 that's the key. Yeah. We're talking about a single season. Yes. If in three or four years' time, we're still having this conversation, we're still having this debate, now we're going to stop talking best ever, as in the United dominance, as in Arsenal's yeah. time, as in Chelsea's little spell, as in Liverpool in the past. That's when we start to talk about ever. But single season... They're very much in the conversation. I just want to answer these ones as well about are they invincible? No, from Oscar M. Mm. Invincible, invincible. They've lost one game. Do mm. you do you hold that as an important no, prerequisite? Because no. I don't. Not when I, don't I saw, care so, if they not lose when one I saw game. so many draws in the invincible. No, this I, is we about, remember that. There was a lot of grinding dis, draws. Yeah, dismantling teams like we saw today. Everton Rob was set up today with a different side to make it difficult. They were set up, you know, you talked about full backs and wide players and the two in the middle in the back four and two up front. And then it, a different day, a different maybe top six team. But Chelsea not on the day. Yeah. Everton give them trouble. Man City gave them a clinic, Robin, in the first 45 minutes. Absolute clinic. They did. I mean, for Everton's point of view, real quick on them. I mean, I, I think Sam Allardyce's kind of future will be defined after mm. next Saturday. They've got Liverpool at home in the Derby game, yeah. which is, of course, going to be part of that, sorry. And after that, they've got Swansea away, Newcastle at home, Huddersfield away, Saints at home, West Ham away. If, if mm. Everton get the results that, that they should do against those last one, two, three, four, five, and Everton fi- finish real close to seventh place, I think Sam continues. If they don't, yeah. if, the, if the derby doesn't go very mm. well, they don't get great results in those uh, five remaining easier games, then I think they'll be looking for a new manager. What do you think? No, my gut tells me, regardless of what, what happens between now and the end of the season... Sam Allardyce will not be manager at Everton. On a day when, well, they played Manchester City, who had 82% possession of the ball, strolled to victory at Goodison Park. They set themselves up perfectly for two big games in the next seven days. Next up, we'll focus on the team they faced in the Champions League quarter-final. Liverpool left it late today, and guess who got the winner? 
You're listening to Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. OK, my friend, next game we're going to talk about now is Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. Mm. Liverpool found a way late to win the game for Crystal Palace. Yep. That's three games on the trot now where they've been leading in games against really tough opponents but found a way to lose the game. Liverpool really, really quiet, I thought, Rob, in the first half. Yeah. Poor, slow, sluggish. Mm. Maybe their thoughts on the, the big Champions League quarterfinal first leg on Wednesday against Manchester City. Um, but I want to get your opinion on... There were some big calls in this game which mm. affected the outcome. The first one... Sure. Uh, when Milivojevic scored the penalty for Crystal Palace was a foul on Zaha from Loris yeah. Karius. Karius came out of his goal mm-hmm. and bundled into Zaha after Zaha yeah. got his shot away. Any problems with the penalty uh, awarded by the referee on this one? No. Uh, a little disappointed in Karius. I've been talking about his mm. decision-making. has been better. I didn't think he needed to come out. The ball was high. Although Zaha got his shot away and often referees yeah. sort of wait to see what happens and then don't give, give the penalty if he gets his shot or... Uh, something on target but I thought it was a correct decision he took him out he he affected his ability to to, to play the ball Uh, no problem with it Milivojevic sticks uh, Palace 1-0 up and and Liverpool have got a game on and I suppose the thing we'd say Rob is when you don't play well and win that's not a bad sign they did come back into it but Mm -hmm. a couple of other big calls as you say with the referee that possibly if you're Crystal Palace uh, you're starting to think could well have gone against you the the Sadio Mane penalty incident how did you see that one? Well, I thought I th- I think this is really interesting. Actually, it really is. I think the referee again on this court got it absolutely right. There's no mm. question that James MacArthur catches Sadio Mane in the penalty box. He doesn't get the ball, but the replay kind of showed it that the contact didn't affect Mane in any way. It no. almost flicked over his foot, and a lot of weight was on that foot from Sadio Mane, but it it didn't bring the leg away from him and then I think in a split second he thought you know what there was contact there I'm going to throw myself to the ground I just think this was well done from the officials because we hear it so many times there's contact there it has to be a foul and sometimes as in this example uh, contact inside the box doesn't always mean a foul what did you think? Absolutely spot on exactly the same it was almost though the contact came his foot sort of with withheld the, the contact mm. and then his brain said yeah. I've just Hang been hurt minute. you know I've, I've been caught so his brain said go over and, and the two didn't match up and uh, I think the referee w- was right in it that there was contact that it was a yellow card so Sadio Mane is on a yellow card fast forward mm. to 60 minutes in the game and it's 1-1 Sadio, yeah. the game's now at 1-1 Sadio Mane is on the ground I think he's got free kick grabs the ball that's awarded to Crystal Palace with a game in play. Mm. Certainly on that occasion, the referee's got to look at that. He knows he's on a yellow. That's a yellow card offence grabbing the ball as yeah. he did. Yeah. Should he not have, have walked after 60 minutes? Should Crystal Palace not have had the benefit of playing against 10-man Liverpool for the last 30 minutes of a game? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, then things can be big, uh, Rob, in terms of relegation. Absolutely big. Absolutely big for the top and the bottom of the table. Now, you know... <sighs> Neil Swarbrick here, up to this point, mm. you know, we've just talked about it. We think yeah. we've got the big cause, right? Credit. I just don't yeah. understand. And we looked up the, the, the just to make sure on the rule, a yeah. handball. Of course, all handballs yeah. are deemed as deliberate to be a handball. Correct. Now, when that turns into a yellow card, is if it stops a promising attack. Now, mm-hmm. that, that handball was as blatant <laughs> as you're ever going to see. And there were two Crystal Palace players ready there, to go, yeah. ready to pick the ball up and to drive inside the penalty box in an obvious uh, advantageous situation so I I really don't understand why that wasn't a second yellow card Roy Hodgson 
Crystal Palace, the players and the fans will be... Will, I mean, you saw at the time the reaction yeah. to it. So I think we're on the same page. I think most people out there would, would mm. say, how is not a second yellow? I just don't get that. And that, and that, for me, was actually the defining moment of the game because after that, Liverpool were much better in the second half uh, and found a way to win late on, Rob, with a player that, that is... is <laughs> I mean, ridiculous, I, Rob. Yeah. Ridiculous. Let's just get it's ridiculous what's going on at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think of all the things that that we've seen this season, and for this signing as well, for me, goes back a, a lot of years. This, this, this has been such an incredible massive bonus for Liverpool Football mm. Club I mm. can't believe it I can't believe yeah. how much they hit the jackpot signing this guy I looked at his record Rob over the last few years and Roma of yeah, course Roma. he was a great yeah. player goals, he, he yeah. was like I think it was like 15 or 16 goals yeah, last year before figures, that yeah. you know yeah. maybe a season or two with mm. double figures this is incredible yeah. this is incredible uh, 29 Premier League goals now so you know Philip Coutinho went and, and that was kind of painful but nobody's talking about Philip Coutinho right oh, now so because exactly this guy is, is absolutely ridiculous goal scoring feats at the moment. He's got Liverpool out of jail. Maybe Jurgen Klopp to a certain degree because, like you say, no one's really talking about Philip Coutinho. Yeah. Such is the job he's done, Robert, and such importance he's going to be to Liverpool over the next couple of weeks. Just want to move it forward. To Let me just before we- you move it forward, Rob. Go on. If 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 Liverpool hadn't signed Mohamed Salah, yes, how would that have affected their season? I, I, well, they couldn't. I, have, I they couldn't have sold Coutinho, could they? On that basis, I, th- I don't think they could so- could have sold yeah. Coutinho and gone with the two. And do you think they would be as good right now with Coutinho and the team instead of Salah? Would they be pushing United for second spot? Would they be almost kind of Possibly locked not. in as a top four? Maybe, maybe you know, yeah. in in what looked a, a bad decision at the time, it turned out to be so profitable. But I mean, you couldn't. No one could have foreseen the the, the, the goal output that this guy gives week in week yeah. out. I mean, it, it, yeah. the numbers are, are ridiculous. And as I say, look, just before we get yeah. to the break, let, let's move forward to the to the Huge game on Wednesday. A couple of things I just want to throw at you. Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back. Mm. Leroy Sané at left wing. Mismatch. Absolutely. Arnold can't start the game, can he? No, no. I mean, it was we um, we broke it down to there a little bit. I mm. mean, the, the first goal is a carbon copy of, of Trent yeah. Alexander-Arnold getting caught out with a wide player running in Correct. behind. It was Rashford against Manchester United, and he hasn't learned his lesson. I really like him as a player. He's a mm. really good, young, uh, kind of attacking player that's turned into a fullback. But that is that is dangerous, risky to play this guy. Now, I know Joe Gomez has got an injury. Nathaniel Klein, Robbie Earl. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's a big how, how game. How fit is he, Rob? How fit I is know. he in such a huge... Game, yeah, I know, but you're right, that has to be a concern for Jurgen Klopp that he got caught out today. Actually, it was the second time the penalty came yeah. in the second run, he got yeah. caught out before that, mm. uh, with Zaha making a run on his inside uh, to get into the ball before Matip as well. But yeah, that's a big concern. Mm. Lalana as well, a little bit of a, a, a blow with him. awful blow, yeah, awful not blow. sure how he's going to be for, for club and country. That, that's mm. an, you know, just loses them options luck. in the middle of, middle of the park over two games when mm. you know keeping possession is going to be important as well. Do you think Palace How are you can save this one? Who goes into this one in, in, oh, that, in better Nick? Uh, I, I still Liverpool think at goes, home. Yeah, I, I still think City will find a way over two legs to win. But, but if any team can do it, it's obviously Liverpool. They've already beaten them mm. in the Premier League so far this season. Um, I, but I think over the two legs, City will do it.
I'm not even going to give you a give you a prediction on that one. I just can't, can't wait to watch it. Win for both of the, those teams today ahead of the big clash in midweek. So both of them will be feeling quite good about that. Teams feeling not quite so good at the bottom of the table as we look at a couple of key six pointers from the relegation in a season when at least a couple of the established teams are going to be finding themselves in the championship. I'm Earl. Cheese Musto together with the two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. Now, Rob, it's time to look towards the bottom end of the Premier League side. We've said at the table that we've said that this season throughout it's been going to be a fantastic uh, battle at the bottom of the Premier League. Arguably, the biggest game today with the most pressure was at London Stadium, West Ham United 3, Southampton 0. What a result for West Ham United. And, and the captain, uh, Mark Noble, has had a lot to say over recent weeks with all the crowd, crowd trouble in, in recent games. Here's what he said after the match today. An incredible start. You asked for that in your match programme for the fans to get right behind the players from the off, and they certainly did. I knew they would today because we've been in tough situations before and I knew they'd turn up in their numbers today and, and make noise. And uh, look, listen, that's partly down to us, of course. I could tell from the moment I walked out the tunnel that they'd come fully, fully in voice and behind us. Come what a difference a few weeks makes, Rob. Mm. I remember the, the last game uh, against Burnley when saying this club is broken, it's in disarray. Today... And, and they went to Miami, had a week away. Uh, David Moyes talked about that being good, for bringing the group together, focusing them. They'd be stronger and better prepared. And today w- was a sign of West Ham United, being united. Mm. I look, it was interesting that I looked on the uh, attendance. 56,882 people turned up to that game. Mm. 56,000 West Ham fans is the reason why... You feel a bit for this club. You feel a bit for the, for, for, for the people. That this should be a club that's top 10 and sort of fighting to get to the next stage. It shouldn't be a team that, that's down there that's fighting not only against the league but fighting amongst themselves. And it, it kind of showed today when everybody's on side, when everybody's got the same focus... This football club can get results and get enough results to make sure they're going to be, be safe in the league. There's lots of talk, isn't there, about London Stadium mm. and how it's not really suited to be a, a football stadium. Football stadium, yeah. I just, it's, you know what? It, it, it's like so many other situations in the game when results are going well. I mean, the place yeah, was bouncing yeah. today. Yeah. As you said, a massive crowd. The goals mm. are flying in and it, and it looks like a, a really good football game. It feels venue. great, doesn't it? It does feel it's great. Crazy. And their yeah. arguments have been, you know, you told us, uh, you know, the Sullivan and Gold, the owners of the club, you're moving us away and we're going to gonna raise up a level with all the spending on new players. That hasn't come. The team no. has struggled. So I understand that. But like you said, being united today and with a performance that was, that was full of passion, uh, Marko Nautovic gets two goals Again, he is certainly a player that's yeah. that's really risen in difficult circumstances to be the man. Playing centrally gets his goals again today. And, you know, when you look at the table right now, Rob, they're 33 points with seven games remaining. They're not yeah. safe yet. I, I just no. don't think that number's quite high enough. But the no. boost that, that that should give them... But uh, Have we said this before? Have we said this yeah. before, Rob? This... And West Ham's still in trouble. And let me tell you where they go next weekend. 
Chelsea away. Mm. Chelsea and West Ham don't like each other. So regardless of where Chelsea are, whether they're in contention for top four, whether they're going for, for FA Cups or Champions League, whatever the situation is, Chelsea will always want to put one over West Ham. Yeah. So it, it's certainly not kind of let's relax, put our feet up, cigar time, we're safe. Mm. It's we've given ourselves a chance. We know if we work together, we can get results. And there should be too much in this group. There should be too much in with the manager's experience. There should be too much with the fans and the ownership that this club should get itself out of trouble. But uh, as we've seen, Rob, that things can go badly wrong if they if they're not at it. When when they're at it, th- mm. there won't be a problem. Today was big, though. It was a must-win mm. game. They yeah. did win the match, correct? Three 0 against the Southampton side. That cool. I, I guess people would think, with a wow. new manager and Mark Hughes, a former player, a new voice, different team selections, that they'd have a chance of of kind of new manager bounce and getting out of trouble. And and wow is the word after this performance. Now I just want to hit you with this, Rob, as a, as a, just yeah. a comment straight away. And it was hard to watch all the games in this mm. game window today. But yeah. I looked at the lineup and thought, wow. Gabbiadini, Charlie Gabbiadini. Austin, two yeah. up front. You've got Tadic, you've got Redmond. You know, that's a pretty attacking 4-4-2 side that lost yeah. 3-0 today. Now, this is a manager that was in charge of Stoke City that yeah. conceded a zillion goals, by the way. He never figured out defensively goals. Stoke that's still in trouble that they're in right now with, I think, actually the worst goal difference in minus 29 right mm. now. And, of course, that's not all Mark Hughes, but that was his problem at Stoke. Is he going to go too far the other way, Robert Southampton, to say, you know what, we're lacking goals, let's go for it with a 4-4-2 in a very important game away from home? Did he get it wrong with his team selection? I, I would say no, Rob, because when I saw the, the line-up and I saw the, the front two and, and the way that the team was set up, I thought, I like it. Going away from home, again, the West Ham team, they go and get the first goal. We know that but it could have can Tadic and let, Redmond, let me let me grind? tell you where where I am with Southampton after today, and I was watching this game a little bit more closely, um, more just keeping a quick eye on United and, and, yeah. and watch this game. You know, we've been saying for a while, and I know you've certainly been saying like Pellegrino got sacked because you look at the players and that. Yeah. Do you know what, Rob? I'm not sure about some of these players. I'm but not last, sure last about year, some Rob, of these. They were good. Yeah, and I'm talking about last year. Well, maybe Sunderland fans would say a few years ago their players were good or Villa or other teams who've got relegated. Because I'm seeing them now, Rob. And I've got to tell you today, for a big game that they know, a new manager, they've gone to the semi-final of the FA Cup, mm. I thought they were shocking today. I thought they were absolutely shocking. And I think Mark Hughes will be a little bit worried. I think he came into this club, looked around, saw the training, thought, some decent players here, I'll get them organised, we'll change one. Is it attitude then, Rob? Is it attitude that these good players... You've got to start thinking those things, Rob. You look look at Redmond, he's he's not delivering. No. The guy guy who's got all this talent, all this ability, one time we're talking about him being a top six player, maybe an Everton or that kind of club, not delivering. You know, there's a number of players who, who, who play in this football club yeah, on a regular basis. has delivered before. Austin's delivered before. Gabardini's delivered before. Moments. We've Cedric Suarez and moments. Bertrand are good fullbacks. I mean, Lamina, yeah. Hoiberg. I mean, I, I'm not saying they're, they're world beaters. I, I'm just stunned at where they're at right now. And I, I just wonder. I mean, this has got to be a massive blow to Southampton fans that wanted out oh. the last manager. And I'm absolutely with them. And for yeah. me, it should have happened maybe a month, two months ago. Is yeah. it too too little, too late to save them? I tell you, it's going to be close. It, it, it's, I tell you what, Mark Hughes has got it on here, Rob. He yeah. could be the first manager to, to, to what, be part of two, two teams going yeah. down if Stoke go down in Southampton. But yeah. I'm telling you, the, 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 this team is just too streaky. You, I, I would get the sense that Mark Hughes puts his team out, they run out, 
before after he's done his team talk, and I, he must say to to Ian Bowen and, and uh, Eddie Nitschvatsky, I ain't really sure what I'm going to get from this group because mm, yeah, that's that's the problem. You're just not sure what you're going to get week to week. Yeah, you know. Should we quickly talk about a t- another team down there who yes. uh, who did come up trumps today? Yep. Newcastle United, Jose Perez with the important goal against Huddersfield. It puts Huddersfield in the mire a little bit. Mm. Let, let's just give a little bit of love to Rafa. Warm Absolutely. and cosy feelings for Rafa. Absolutely, it's a championship squad, Rob. Mm. It just is. I mean, some additions. I mean, Kennedy. I know what you say. He is. He, he's a Brazilian. He's a, he's a technical player. Um, John Joe Shelby has been has been good in the Premier League. But other than that, Matt Ritchie, Perez, Dwight Gale, uh, Paul mm. Dummett, Jondra Yedlin. Yeah. I mean, they have done. A, well, the manager's done an amazing job Brilliant. with a team that's that's. I guess average at best in terms of Premier League quality um, but that's what a manager can do and we said this all season mm. long that this manager is a top yeah. manager with a with a kind of an average squad a championship squad which sounds a little harsh when they're sat now in 12th in the Premier League table but, but, that's, but what again, are, that's what they are Rob and, and, and that's what they're delivering well organised well and, and what a contrast to that Southampton group put Rafa with that Southampton group look what you know more talent better Supposed to be football intelligence, more experience at this level, but not delivering. Rafa's just done a brilliant job at making sure they're organised, getting the odd goals, making sure that there's enough goals in the team and, and, and keeping enough clean sheets. And mm. I'm afraid, you know, huge day for Newcastle. Disappointing one for Huddersfield, Rob. They, they yeah. can't get themselves out of that sticky mire, can they? They, they can't. I mean, they're on 31 points, 16th place right now. Um, and, and, and you're right. And I look at next Saturday. It's in the 10 o'clock... Uh, mm. Eastern time window, Brighton versus Huddersfield. That's massive for them. You know, Brighton yeah. uh, had a tough loss today. Huddersfield, you know, are they going to be the team, one of the promoted teams that does mm. get sucked into it? I, I, I've said it for a little while. I think they could. I'm not sure there's enough attacking quality. Uh, lost 1-0 at Newcastle today, but next Saturday for them, if they don't get the result and they lose that game away from home, another away game, then the alarm bells will be ringing and, and Wagner will have it all on to, to keep this team in the league. Yeah, a bit of a shame for Huddersfield, all that hard work, but they've got a six-pointer next week. Now, I'm not sure if you can get six-pointers in the race for top four spots, but Chelsea v Spurs kind of feels like that kind of game. Win for Chelsea, back in the conversation. Defeat for Chelsea, virtually end of Champions League ambitions. We'll talk Chelsea v Spurs when we come back. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We're back in a moment. Welcome back to Two Robbies Football Show. Now, before we get on to previewing tomorrow's match, Chelsea versus Spurs, Rob, let's just have a quick line on United's win today against a very weak and underpowered Swansea City side yeah. that, that maybe are thinking they're doing very well in the Premier League, but they're still in relegation trouble. They were weak mm. today, but credit where credit's due. United, solid, played some really good football. And the mm. two points I want to just throw at you, Rob, is yeah. Romelu Lukaku, Looks really good at the moment. Looks really yeah. good. I mean, his form uh, just over the last few weeks, he had a little bit of a barren spell. He's back to playing really well. I thought he played well today. And also, on, on, maybe on a, a bit more of a, a, not negative, but different side, Paul Pogba started mm. the game, but he was very much side by side with Nemanja Matic. Now, we've talked about yeah. this many times. He isn't at his best there, but today he'd done the job mm. uh, and got away with it. What did, what did you think overall? And again, on those two points. Okay, start. I'm going to go with you with Lukaku. 15th Premier League goal this season. He comes in for a lot of stick. It's his 100th Premier League uh, career goal now at that age, Rob. At times, uh, he, he holds the ball up well. He, his all-round game's coming out. Yeah. I thought it was excellent. 
Supporting roles, I tell you, I like today. One matter still keeps yes. knitting the game I think together. It's so important. J- Jesse Lingard's little runs in between the, the, yep. the spaces is, is is so important. Paul Pogba was interesting side by side with with Matic, as, as you say. And mm. what I'm not sure about, and maybe Jose knows that, is against Swansea today, who were passive, not a problem, got the job done. Against the likes of Manchester City next weekend, against the likes of Spurs in an FA Cup semi-final. Don't know if you can get away with the two of them. And I'm going to make this an observation rather than a criticism, Rob. But everything looks a little bit of an effort for me for Paul Pogba. You know, he's not enjoying it. He gets he gets tripped over, and it's like it takes him so long to get his body up, and he changed his boots. It took him so long, and and then we went to France and scored goals and made assists. And yeah. just wonder if he's feeling happier in that French camp, maybe with Deschamps, yeah. and not quite so good at, at Old Trafford. Yeah. I, I don't know. Let, let's see how it goes over the next couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah, and just a quick line on Alexis. Got his goal today, mm, Rob. Yeah. Is this the Looks start better. of mm. normal uh, service from from Alexis? Now he's going to more aggression in his game, Rob. Which is when I think it? he's at his best. He's edgy. Mm. Great little finish, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll see the best of Alexis between now and the end of the season when United need him yeah. certainly in that FA Cup semi-final OK 11 o'clock tomorrow morning Eastern mm. Time NBCSN for Sp- uh, Chelsea versus Spurs very much all about the top four positions there mm. and it, it's a must win for Chelsea isn't it yeah, uh, Rob with cons- considering the table right now it is uh, bigger game for Chelsea in that regard. Mm. I mean, they lose this game, eight point gap. I think it's done. Don't think that uh, over the course of, of what's left, that Spurs will drop enough points. So, um, but from Spurs' point of view, Rob, I, I was thinking about this. It's a big game for Spurs, you know. Time for Spurs to draw a line in the sand and show us that you know they chased Chelsea last season. Now you got a chance to kill them off. We keep on asking questions about Spurs, about you know the management and the game against Juve and, and the this and that. You know what? They've got an opportunity now to almost nail a, a top four yeah. spot. Yeah. Get it done tomorrow and kill off Chelsea. I'll tell you what, I think it's going to be difficult for them. Um, just in terms of motivation, Rob, revenge, mm. question mark. A battle of the bridge, 2016. Remember when yeah. Chelsea, Hazard's yeah. goal, ended mm. Spurs' title dream and it was Leicester, wasn't it, went on to win the title. Yeah. I mean, that was a fierce, aggressive, nasty game. Now, this is Spurs' chance for redemption, to knock out Chelsea's chance yeah. of the, the top four finish. Um, without Harry Kane, I still, I still worry about them a little bit. And I think Chelsea have got one more big performance in the league for them. And Alvin Morata is back. His manager said that he's 100% fit, mm. ready to play. I still think Hazard, Willian and other players have got it in them at home. They've been yeah. really, really good at home. Spurs haven't won there for a zillion years. I still think this is going to be really tough, difficult for Spurs. And like you said, and I'm suggesting as well, come on Spurs, close. Mm. The hardest thing in, to, in sport yeah. is to close. Whatever sport mm. it is, is to close out, is to get the victory. Correct. This is really really important and I think it's going to be a fascinating game who are you who are you favouring Rob to get I, the I just points? don't think at, at this point and I, I was looking a little bit at the stat and, and I know Morata's 100% fit so that should be him in, in good nick no excuses is I just feel as though Chelsea are stuttering a little bit and, and it's like the boxer go and land a big punch now and, and I think if Spurs can, can do that and I know Harry Kane would be the main guy leading, leading the line but it is not I still think there's enough in this Spurs team my, my gut tells me it'll end up a draw, which would certainly favour Spurs and Chelsea. Mm. If I was going down the winning side, I might just go down the, 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 the whites of Spurs. I've just got a feeling Spurs might, might take a step forward. 
Do you, do you think then that Chelsea, I mean, if you look at the results of the show from Chelsea, I think yeah. they'd be Arsenal and United early in the season. Yeah. Other than that, by the way, if you look back, the big games, they've yeah. disappointed, they've Not drawn or up. they've lost. So that could be another one. And, and that would be your <laughs> argument for Spurs. Yeah. I just, I'm not ready to give in yet on, on Antonio Conte's kind of uh, ability to raise the roof a little bit at Stamford Bridge and mm. get a result, get a performance out of this team that will be enough on the day. You know, just, just given the mm. fact that it's a must win for Chelsea, I, I go on that a lot. If yeah. teams, if it's a must win, they are going to pull out every stop to try and get the victory and I think Chelsea will narrowly win this match. Yeah, well I, I think as much as uh, the Spurs test, it's a test of Conte and his group of players mm. and have they got one big game in them where they can pull it out yep. and give themselves till the end of the season. It's going to be a fascinating game, can't wait for that one. That just leaves us time for our tweet of the day and that goes to Noisy Neighbours who ended up saying that if if they end up City end up with the most points and the, the most goals ever in the Premier League, it's hard to say they won't be one of the best teams in Premier League era. So, noisy neighbours, please make sure your direct message is your address and we'll get to Robbie Scarf in the post here in the next couple of days. So, on a day when Man City set themselves up for a massive week of football, Liverpool, Wednesday in the Champions League, and the Derby next weekend against Manchester United, when a win for Manchester City guarantees them the title, that remember for more debate, discussion and disagreement between me and Robbie Musto, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the Two Robbies show. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the show. And importantly, let us know which team you support and why. And we'll read out the best couple of responses on our next Premier League Cup podcast. Yeah. Fine for me. Thanks to all the good folk at Culver City. Sorry, mate. They always do us a good job. They do. And thanks, everybody, for listening into the show. Let us know your thoughts through social media. Look out for a Two Robbies podcast tomorrow after the games. Uh, and after that, we'll be back 5 p.m. Eastern time next Saturday for another Two Robbies football show. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.